Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. So many of us have felt the tug and pull of. We have watched the atrocities being carried out in Ukraine. Uh, We've had our heartstrings tugged as we've watched uh, refugees, uh, millions, millions uh, fleeing their homes, their communities, their country. Uh, We've also seen people welcome them with open arms uh, in neighboring countries uh, in ways that are really extraordinary. And so there is that, that tug and pull uh, of the emotions and, and what can we do? Sometimes I think we feel powerless in terms of the help we can provide or that we don't have the means to do some things or we'd love to be over there. Uh, and all of those things are, are important. And there's a model, there's a pattern uh, where we can actually do things large and small, where we can think global and act local. Uh, and those things are all very important. Uh, just in the last few days, uh, Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf of, of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints visited Ukrainian refugees in Poland. Uh, this took place over the weekend. Uh, Elder Uchtdorf and his wife uh, visited uh, as part of this model of how do you help on a broad scale and very specifically, one by one, individuals helping people at home and abroad. And so I want to break this down just a little bit. Uh, Elder Uchtdorf, of course, uh, has his own history uh, in terms of being a refugee twice uh, during his younger years, during World War II. And he shared some of his story with the refugees from Ukraine that he visited with in Poland, uh, helping them to have some hope and some optimism for better days ahead. When I was four years old, the end of World War II was here. And we had to leave overnight, four children with my mother, during war-torn areas from one part of Europe back to Germany. And I look into their eyes. I hope I was as hopeful, as positive as they are now when I was a child. I could feel the warmth. I could see that they trust God. I could see their love for God and for other people and to help each other. As part of his visit to Poland, again speaking to Ukrainian refugees there in Poland over the weekend, Elder Uchtdorf told those refugees that they are actually an inspiration to the whole world. You are a light to many nations. 
you are the examples where people say, if they can do it, we can do it. You see? And so don't underestimate the power of your good examples. And know that uh, God is with you. And uh, he will bless you and he will make things right in the end as he always does. Again, that was Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf uh, speaking in Warsaw, Poland over the weekend uh, to a group of refugees uh, and encouraging them, uh, coordinating, making sure that uh, all of those things that were taking place. Again, there are grand things uh, to be done and there are very specific individual things that need to be done. And it, it's that each and all uh, approach. And, and so I think it's an interesting thing to, to look at. And I think the way that the Church of Jesus Christ is approaching what is going on in Europe at the moment uh, is really an interesting model. In fact, the presiding bishop of the church, uh, Gerald Casset, uh, spoke not long ago uh, about this model, this model of, of really helping broadly, big, in a big way, and very locally, very individual way. Uh, so this two-prong approach. And uh, interesting, uh, he said this was uh, down at BYU, a, a group of uh, international business folks. Uh, Bishop Cosset said, the, the Lord invites us to be conscious of the broader world in which we live, something which the increased worldwide connectivity now facilitates, and at the same time to stay rooted and engaged within our immediate communities. In other words, he expects us to form and strengthen associations on a global as well as a local scale. Uh, so again, this was part of a uh, annual conference of the International Society, a global network uh, for Latter-day Saint professionals and international, with international interests. And uh, as part of that whole conference, uh, getting very specific in terms of what's going on in Ukraine, uh, Latter-day Saint Charities President Sharon Eubank uh, said that the church is using that exact two-prong approach uh, with Ukrainian refugees in the midst of this crisis. Uh, and uh, uh, Sharon Eubank said this. She said, The culture of the church is intended to be inclusive rather than exclusive, to look outward rather than inward. Uh, in accordance with the off-sided maximum of being in the world but not of the world, but we must seek to strike the balance uh, and doing things both within a church setting and organization as well as non-church community settings. Uh, so those things, I think, are, are really interesting and, and very specific. Uh, so Latter-day Saint Charities has been working with the Ukrainian government, with the World Food Program, United Nations High Commission for Refugees, uh, to provide food. Uh, interesting to note uh, that uh, Latter-day Saint Charities has 30 projects underway, 30 projects, including the provision of $5 million worth of food. And then this is also what I thought was interesting um, from Sharon Eubanks, she said, we are buying food in Europe, trucker, trucking it through bordering countries and getting it into the pipeline that is going into the cities. We're letting the government of Ukraine do the distribution, as they should, uh, Sharon Eubanks said. Uh, and so I think that's an important component to all of this, is how you do that and how you can do that rapidly. Some have been surprised at the ability uh, of the Church of Jesus Christ to have such a quick impact on refugees uh, fleeing Ukraine in the midst of this uh, war and this crisis. And, and so I think it's an interesting thing for us to look at, again, in terms of a template, in terms of a model, uh, I think it's important to recognize that we have that civic duty, and we have a duty 
that is a responsibility both at home and abroad. And sometimes I think we get lost. Sometimes I think we think so big and it's like, well, I I can't fly over to Poland to help uh, fleeing Ukrainians uh, as they go into Warsaw. Uh, And so then we don't do anything or we just feel hopeless or we we do the minimum. We, We post something and we say a prayer. Those are good things. Those are important things. And there's more that we can do. Uh, There are so many ways that we can show solidarity uh, with those that are suffering. And, of course, the best thing we can do is help our neighbor across the street or that member of our community just down the road. So just because we can't do everything, we're still charged to do something. And as we see Refugees continue uh, to move out and more, of course, coming to the United States. It will be interesting to see how that continues to play out. Uh, Some are coming right here to the state of Utah. And so those become very specific opportunities for very specific individuals. And again, it's just balancing that responsibility to think globally and act locally or to survey large fields fields and plow small ones. All of that is the is the real key to being helpful and, and how we actually fill the gaps and meet the needs of those who are in need. Because we, we can't look to government to solve all the things. Uh, it's just not possible. Uh, and any government that is that big and that powerful is that big and that powerful, and it doesn't mean the problems will go away. But it's civil society. It's community, it's neighbor helping neighbor in need uh, that often gets us where we actually need to go. So a very interesting weekend, uh, again, with uh, Elder Uchtdorf of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints going to Warsaw, Poland, speaking with Ukrainian refugees, giving them hope, uh, reminding them that they are actually a light, uh, that they are setting a great example for the rest of us, and then calling uh, on everyone to do their part, to do what they can, to make a difference. And whether that's a donation or whether that's helping somebody locally, uh, that's how we do it. Uh, It's part of linking and locking arms and moving forward together. There's, there's a way to get things done. There's a way to help those that are suffering and in need and not just those fleeing Ukraine, but in other places around the world where there is great need. And so don't buy into this uh, false choice. Uh, If you can't do everything, don't do anything at all. Uh, Do what you can today. And I guarantee you, it'll make a difference for tomorrow. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Coming up, Poland has actually vetoed the EU's plan to implement a global minimum tax for corporations. Why? And what does that mean for the rest of the world, including us here in the United States? We're going to talk to Daniel Bunn from the Tax Foundation about that. Coming up next. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.